Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. It's time for The Zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. Oh, let's do. Hi, Bubba. Welcome back. How are you doing on this Monday? Doing great, fellas. How about you guys? Buddy, we're happy. Uh, we like to root against Ole Miss, and we were very happy to see Arkansas get another series win. Dave Van Horn tried to tell us last week, forget the record, guys. This is going to be a tough out, and Ole Miss is probably a little bit better than they look by their record. And it turned out that may be exactly the case. Uh, what would you think of the Rebels generally and Arkansas's ability to grind out a couple of victories? Well, I said it going under the air Friday night. I looked at their lineup, and I kind of studied their lineup a little bit. But when you see the lineup, the starting lineup in front of you, you know, I said it to Phil. I'm like, how is this team 6-12 and 12 in the conference going into Friday night? I mean, they've got veteran guys in their lineup up and down. Guys that raked last year, it's just kind of crazy to look at them and say, wow, how are they how are they scuffling like this? Because they really are a good team. Bubba, I was listening to you yesterday, and Brady Tiger threw, a, uh, as we just heard Coach Van Horn say, a lot of 50-50 pitches. It could be a ball, it could be a strike, and it was called a ball every single time. I kept waiting for you uh, in the, the uh, stat tracker, and uh, I'm guessing it was showing it was a ball because uh, you, you were pretty composed. Well, you, you you didn't hear me when I muted it and said what I really thought. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you, um, a few of those pitches were strikes, but m- multiple pitches were that 50-50, which is right on the edge. And they had been strikes a lot of times. And then all of a sudden, in the eighth and ninth innings, they weren't strikes. Especially in the ninth inning. I mean, that was that was ridiculous. You can't. <laughs> You can't change your strike zone like that. And I'll tell you, that the guy did it on Friday night. Um, you know, it seems like late in the game, the strike zone seemed to change. And I really think what was happening last night is this guy had never seen Brady Tiger's curveball. He doesn't realize how much that ball breaks. And I really think he was trying to backdoor those breaking balls to the lefty, and he was giving up on them. I think he was really giving up on them. He didn't think they were going to come that far back into the zone. Michael was catching them behind the plate. Now, a couple of them wrapped around the plate. So, according to TrackMan, it might have been, you know, a half inch off the plate. But, once again, that's that that's that pitch. If you sit up there and you see, sometimes they'll call one four, five inches off the plate, a strike, and then one that nips the corner, they call it a ball. And they got to do a better job because it, it really affected the game. And it, it made Brady have to throw a whole lot more pitches than he should have. Saw a change in the batting order this week, and it worked out well, no surprise. I mean, I know Dave's trying to mix things up and get get something sparked. And, you know, unfortunately, offensively, poor Connor Nolan's gotten stuck with uh, one run and two run in support in uh, his last two outings. But what did you think of the lineup changes? Obviously, Saturday night it worked out beautifully. You know, I like it because you you see Kendall Diggs, and he has good at bat. I mean, he really does. He came in in the first night, and – Two of his outs, one was 103, one was 102 off the bat, or 101 off the bat. 
and you're like, this guy has good at bats. He's done it all year. Um, so I was glad to get him. A, I was glad he got a start and got a chance. Now, the guy he was facing, the split, he, he does better against right. The lefty, they pitch Elliott, did better against right-handed batters. There's like a 100-point points difference between righties versus lefties. And so Dave wanted to get an extra lefty in there, and, and Diggs does a good job against lefties. So, you know, once again, Dave kind of pushes the right button, and it came up huge for us. And, uh, boy, that moment when Diggs hit that home run, uh, the hair on the back of my neck stood up, fellas. That was one of those special moments of Bob Walker, and there were a lot of people there to see it. And it was loud. It was it was awesome. Bubba, I thought you did a great job during Phil's call because we talk about that sometimes, how a color guy will jump on the play-by-play or jump over and talk over him and just mess up the call. Man, you, I didn't hear you during the call at all. Oh, you! I, I think I'm, I'm getting better at it because I get excited too, so it's hard for me to not – say something but in a moment like that you want you want Phil and you want the crowd to be heard they don't want me to say oh yeah he hit it hard great job and they don't need that they know it was a home run they know it was what I can talk about it later but in a moment like that I think Phil is phenomenal at at describing the scene and then just listening to the crowd is is priceless in my opinion so I like to just let it play out well, great job. What? Uh, so, what did you think of that home run? That moment. What was going through your mind at that at that moment? Okay, so as soon as he hit it, I knew it was gone. It feels like a fly ball to the right. And I just want to say, "That's out of here!" <laughs> <laughs> it's a freaking bomb. <laughs> you know? But I, but I, I couldn't. <laughs> but um, it was just a good at bat. It was a really good at bat. There's, it was loud in there. And, you know, once again, the strike zone had gotten iffy at best. I mean, we didn't know what was going to be a strike, what was going to be a ball. Kendall fouled off a pitch that uh, may be a strike, probably probably a ball, but you got to swing at it. You know, the guy threw him a few curveballs, and you just knew at some point, I think he'd thrown in three curveballs in a row, and you're like, it's full count. What's this guy going to do? Is he going to try to sneak a fastball by the freshman? And he did. And it was up and in. And I don't know if you saw, I, I tweeted out the, the track man statistics off that swing. And it was a fastball up and in. He did a great job getting to that ball, getting barrel to it, and keeping it fair. A lot of guys will hook that ball foul or pop it up because it's an up and in pitch. It's a good pitch. And Kendall did a great job getting to it. We're talking to Bubba Carpenter on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. It's brought to you by Johnston's Home Center down in Benton. Hagen-Smith with a good, solid outing in the second game, which helped Arkansas be in position to win it. I want to talk a little more about the pitching. Um, give me kind of your take on him and what he needs to do to be ready, I guess, for the postseason. He said, you know, a couple of maybe outings he wasn't, uh, you know, real sharp, but that was a, a pretty good, at least by the numbers, for Saturday's performance. Yeah, he did good. I don't know if y'all were listening, but the bullpen, we had the bullpen up in the second inning. Um, we weren't sure what was going to happen there. You know, he had he wasn't really hitting his spots, didn't have his best stuff. But, boy, then after that, he kind of settled in, made good pitches when he needed to, and, you know, showed a lot of composure for a freshman. Because it was, it was kind of an – I mean, those the batters, the Ole Miss hitters, they just don't give up pitches. They really don't. They do a great job. When Hagan would make a really good pitch on the black, they'd foul it off. And so they did a good job battling. And – you know, he, he hung in there with them and, and, and did a quality start. So it was good to see. 
you know, Wiggins got off to another bumpy start, and he finds a way to, uh, you know, usually at least not put Arkansas in a position where they're, uh, you know, in a terrible hole. But it seems like he's had some some tough ones, and Wes was outlining that earlier when there was a wild pitch in the mix as well. But, um, you know, you get on the other side of things, you get some good performances from guys like Zach Morris, and we saw in the midweek with, with McIntyre. I mean, there's some, some good guys, you know, available in that position, um, you know, I don't know how many different guys you feel like could start, but I'm just curious because once you get into postseason play, SEC tournament, regional potentially, um, you got a number of guys maybe you could turn to in a pinch as a starter, I would think. Oh, there's a lot of options right now. And, you know, you could even throw Zach Morris in there and give him a, a, a start. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's been doing he's been doing great. But I will say with Jackson, I thought he kind of had some unfortunate luck. He really did. If you, if you look at the inning where where he got pulled in, you know, he went he, – he walked the batter, um, gave up a blooper to right field. It was a good pitch, uh, a little blooper to right. The lefty went out there and hooked it. Then he made a great pitch up and in to their five-hole guy, Alderman. Fastball up and in at 98, and he just fisted it to the right corner for another double. So, I mean, he really he kind of had some tough luck. And kind of like A&M where you felt like he got squeezed in that first inning on the 3-2 pitch to, to uh, Dylan Ross. It should have been a strike them out, throw them out. I mean, I get it. That's 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 the game of baseball. You've got to be able to overcome it. But he really did make some good pitches in that inning, and just couldn't get him out. And so they had to they had to go to the bullpen. But you know, he I saw some I saw some good stuff from him, and hopefully he'll go to Auburn this week. I'm sure they're going to leave him in that role and, and get another good start from him. Well, I will tell you this, uh, Bubba, that if last Friday, and I realize that Tennessee is really, really good, but if that's any indication, Connor Nolan might rest a little bit easier this week as Tennessee scored 17 runs in the opener against Auburn, beating them 17-4. to uh, And then they end up winning the series uh, with a 5-3 to victory on, on Sunday. I can't imagine that Arkansas will score 17, but maybe uh, maybe there's a chance they'll get a few runs against the starter for Auburn. That's a... For Connor, that's got to be a tough deal to see your team go out and score just a couple of runs each each week when you're pitching. Yeah, it is. And and if y'all remember how that game started out, we had three hits in the first inning, and just kind of once again some unfortunate luck. You know, Robert made a big turn around around first um, on a base hit to right. He thought he thought the right fielder was going to throw the ball in over the cutoff man's head. Um, you know, and they ended up back picking and getting him out at first. Instead of first and third with two outs and fourth up, you know, the inning's over. I mean, that really that really hurts. And the next inning we had to strike him out, throw him out on a 3-2 fastball up in the zone that was a ball. So there should have been first and second, nobody out. You know, you look at little things like that, and that changes the game so much. No telling how many runs we might have scored. You know, Borfin comes up in that first inning, first and third, two outs. Hell, he might have hit a home run or a, or a gap or who knows. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, Connor, Connor did a great job battling because he got through eight innings and he, he gave up, I think he gave up 11 hits. But I thought he pitched, I thought he pitched well. He really did. He, he got a few pitches up in the zone, but they didn't crush a lot of balls. But when he did get one up, they, they, they put a pretty good swing on it and were able to get a hit. But, what they did a great job of, and I can't believe I'm this complimentary of Ole Miss, um, <laughs> they did a great job of playing hitting against the shift. So they would, we would shift to the pull side, a lefty would just slap one to the hole. 
you know, and it, it, I mean, it, they just did a good job. You got to tip your hat. They're veteran hitters, and they did a good job of, mm. of kind of beating our shift. Do you think Saturday night could be the turning point for this team? I think so. <laughs> like, really like they're do. a bad team. I'm sorry. You know, I, I made it sound like things are so bad, number four in the country. But you know where I'm, I'm going with the, some of the struggles at the plate. I think so. I, I think a big hit like that can kind of get you rolling. Then you look at what happened yesterday, you know. We had we had two more big two-out home runs. Landville hit one, a two-run homer with two outs. Michael Turner hit a two-run homer with two outs. Um, that's what you need to do. Those are daggers to that other team. And, and you look at A&M, we didn't get any big two-out hits. And so I think what's, what's kind of crazy to think that all of our runs were scored via home run this weekend. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. And I know Dave doesn't want to talk about the wind and all that, but We've had we've had so many home runs taken away at our ballpark because of the wind, and you know it changes a lot of the stats on these guys. But I think uh, I think Kendall coming up big there. I think that's going to kind of change up the lineup. I think he's earned some more starts in there, and he really does put together good at bats. And so the ESPN guys, uh, Tom Hart, uh, Kyle Peterson, they were asking me what I thought about our lineup. If if you know what's going on, if 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 this is as good as we are, if we still have potential. And I said, absolutely. I've said it all along. This lineup's not clicking yet. And they said, well, do you think they're going to? We're getting kind of late in the game. And I said, yeah. I think it's just a matter of time before this team starts clicking. Now, hopefully we can carry this momentum into Auburn because Auburn's a really good team and it's a huge series for us. So hopefully hopefully things are going to start to click. I know guys, they're starting to, they're starting to talk a little bit. They're starting to feel good. And so hopefully – Hopefully we'll carry it over into this weekend. Bubba, we had a caller earlier today, and he was asking about uh, the fouls. The, the Arkansas seems to be missing some pitches, some you know quality hitters' pitches, and fouling them off, and it's happening a lot. Uh, is there something there? Have you noticed that? Are they missing their pitch? Yes, they are, and especially Saturday against Elliott. Uh, and I said it on the air multiple times. Elliott was throwing eighty-eight to ninety. He was a lefty. He's got a little bit of a quarter arm slot, so his release was like he was releasing the ball low. It's a, around five foot release point, five two. His ball stayed kind of flat, but it was a, a sneaky fast. And we thought we were late on a ton of two zero fastballs, and I haven't seen our guys do that. I talked to the radio guy the next day. He said, "Yeah," he said, he said a lot of teams, a lot of teams do that. He said just because. You know, he's, he's kind of got a sneaky fast fastball. You know, 88 to 90, it plays about 94, 95. So, but I, I, I was disappointed that a few of our guys did make an adjustment there. Um, I call it being caught in between, Wes. There's, you're late on the fastball early on the off speed, and I think we need to do a better job of picking a speed and trying to stay on it. When you get in trouble, you try to do too much. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to look fastball, but I bet he throws a slider and I'm going to adjust to it. Well, no, then you're late on the fastball. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, uh, the caller's right. We have been late on a lot of pitches. And, you know, I've gotten myself into trouble a couple of times because I, I describe a pitch a certain way when it's right down the middle. And I say, when you get that pitch and you're an SEC player and you get a pitch right down the middle 2-0, you can't be late on it. Brayden Webb was one of the, I guess, the only Razorback to have two hits in every game this week weekend. Uh, I like Braden. I think he could be a leadoff guy. I know he was tried there at the top and it didn't work out. Do you think he gets another chance? 
Boy, he might. Caden uh, kind of had a rough week. I think Caden had a rough weekend. It wasn't a typical Caden Wallace weekend. Uh, he doesn't look as comfortable in the leadoff role as he did early in the year. And Braden, Braden's been seeing a lot of pitches. He's been laying off a lot of pitches. And I know y'all get tired of hearing me say it, but good hitters are defined by what they don't swing at. Braden took a lot of pitches just off the plate, then got pitches in the zone and hammered them. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see him back up there um, because he's got all the – I mean, he's got all the tools to be a good leadoff hitter. So – so we'll see what happens. I think Dave still has some options to go with, and I know he's not done tinkering with that lineup. First Arkansas Bank and Trust text line. Scott has a question for you, Bubba. He wants to know how hard is it for a batter to change strategies when you have a pitching change mid at bat? Well, it, it, it can be hard to adapt. So the key to hitting is getting your swing on plane. So let's say if you're going from – a Jackson Wiggins fastball. If you're an opposing team facing Jackson Wiggins, his his vertical release he's he's like negative four point five, so he's really throwing the ball downhill. Then you bring a guy in like a Tiger that's shorter. He throws a flatter ball that's around a negative one, negative two range. There's a big difference in adjusting your attack attack angle to those two those two types of pitches. And you see guys mix it up a lot. Dave does it a whole lot with his pitching staff. He'll go from a guy with one pitch angle, he'll bring in a guy that's got a totally different shaped pitch. And it really is. The advantage these guys have, they go over that in the hitters' meetings, and they know that going in. We're back in the day, back when we played West, we didn't get that. We didn't have that luxury. We just had to look at this guy and say, okay, wait, it looks like he drops his arm. I bet his ball stays pretty flat. We didn't know spin rates. Uh, Vertical release. We didn't know any of that crap, but way back in the day, we just kind of had to use our eyes. And so, but the, uh, I say it, it's a tough adjustment at times, but we have the technology right now to know as soon as you step in the box, this is what that fastball is going to do. This is what his breaking ball is going to do. Now, once you see it once, then you've got it. You can make that adjustment. How hard is it for a batter to change uh, with the umpire whose strike zone is changing late in the game? That is hard. That's the that's the hardest thing there is because so Zach Gregory got called out on Saturday Saturday night on two fastballs. One was five inches off the plate. The other probably three. And they were both terrible pitches. They were they were horrible pitches. And you know, or no, Friday night, Friday night. I'm sorry. And you know, you look at that and you're like, what? What's going on? There's there's really nothing you can do about that because you you can't hit it if it's coming 95 and it's five inches off the plate can't hit that pitch that's when it gets tough so what ends up happening is the next pitch they'll throw a little bit farther out and you're like well they called that one so now i gotta swing at this one and it really it gets you in a defensive mode as a hitter and it makes you start thinking and you can't think and hit at the same time and so that's the harder adjustment right there is trying to adjust to a guy's strike zone especially you know the other part is some guys call the high strike some guys call the low strike trying to adapt to that that can be really frustrating. Bubba, thank you. We appreciate it. Thanks to Johnston's Home Center down in Benton as well. We appreciate them and their sponsorship of your segment. We always look forward to it. And uh, kudos again. It is the hardest thing in the world to sit back as a color analyst and not step on the play-by-play guy on a big play. So kudos to you, my friend. We appreciate it. Well, I appreciate it, guys. Y'all have a good week, and I'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. All right.